This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 276. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Uh, feel free to also follow Marking Out on Twitter at Marking Out, M A R K I N O U T. Uh, feel free to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Marking Out. MarkingOut.com, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Please, please, please purchase a t-shirt. Well, I mean, I'll, just one please. You could you do with that with, with, with what you want. But I'm also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how are you doing? I am doing amazing. Amazing Every- he is. Everyone gets a car. No, I'm actually tired. Oh, he is very tired because it is 12.19 a.m. on Friday morning. That is a true story. But more important than me, Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. Well, that's predictable. (laughs) So, very cool. It was predictable. (laughs) Very cool indeed. Thanks. So how was how was your week? My week was all right. It was all right. How was yours? Mine was all right, all right. I'm just all right, all right. I really hate myself for doing that, but no, it was good. I uh, I guess apparently I go to movies a lot. Oh yeah, what makes you say that? Well, I went. Uh, this was my my tenth movie this year. I went to see Mother's Day. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what kind of question is that? I, I like, mean, like why I like Gary Marshall and I liked Valentine's Day. I like New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. Really? Yeah. I don't understand how such like a star, uh, uh, star cast is signs on to do those movies because it's Gary Marshall. Who does not want to do a movie with Gary Marshall? I know Marshall Tucker. I don't you know, know Gary, Gary Marshall. Marshall. You definitely do. He created Happy Days, everything. Uh, he should stick to Shirley. Happy Days. It oh. seems like he jumped his shark. He definitely didn't. And you didn't even know what that reference was until I told you. No. Yeah, 100%. That happened on air. Yeah, no. On an episode. Me, me and Chris uh, called you out on it. Yeah, and then you just looked like an ass. Yeah, I did. But... Anyway, the movie was good. If you like the other two movies, you'd like this movie. Check them out. Um, last week's episode, no mark out moment of the week. Nothing was worthy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hashtag uh, make marking out great again. Yeah. Um, but moving off of that and on to this week's show. You were going to start off with our... No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> We're just going to kick it off with some independent wrestling results. Uh, not not many, but still some. Um, taking place last weekend uh, on the 14th of May, WSU Unshakable took place. Uh, 
right off the bat, Veda Scott picked up the victory against Samantha Heights. Yeah, you had Solo Darling picking up the victory over Brittany Blake. And Mia Yim defeated Annie Social. Jenny Rose defeated Marty Bell. Jordan Grace picked up a victory against Penelope Ford. Sue Young picked up the victory over Tessa Blanchard. And the WSU World Championship was on the line. Champion Cherry Bomb picked up the victory against the challenger, Allison Kay. Yeah, um, you also... But yeah. before, before we continue with that, there's like rumors going on or going around that WWE is looking to do what they're doing with the Cruiserweight tournament with women. Like Very interesting. What, like, what are your thoughts on that? I love it. I think it's a great way to expose some of these uh, independent wrestlers to your audience. And I think that it's a great way to get them involved with NXT a lot quicker than uh, what they have been doing. It's kind of like a, a quick shot to NXT and then the main roster. Uh, as opposed to tra- uh, going through the tryout camps and tryout camps and then all of that stuff. Just getting pushed right over there. Now, what what happens when I tell you that it's rumored that Velvet Sky might be in the tournament? If there uh, is, in fact, a tournament. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. As long as she doesn't win it. Yeah, as long as she doesn't win it. But... I mean, I think that there's a lot of other superstars that are out there that should be involved in this. You know what? And, but you know what would be really cool if if they did in fact do this, if they had that the whole tournament, it'd be cool to see Sarah Del Rey in this. It really that would be awesome to see Sarah Del Rey involved. Um, there's a lot of wrestlers out there that should be involved with this. I mean, I think we can both agree that we would love to see. Uh, cheerleader melissa in this yeah absolutely i would i mean i'd like to see evil lease i don't see that happening but yeah that would be really really cool it'd be cool if they reached out got sexy star yeah um that'd be interesting i would absolutely i would mark out if sunny was in it <laughs> no wow. i'm for sure you'd laugh at that but i no. guess hey folks it's 2016 not every joke's gonna hit Yep, not even the joke that was started in 2011. <laughs> right, yeah, of course. Uh, also, on that same day, we had CZW Prelude to Violence 2016. We had Tim Dons defeat John Silver. Yeah, Dave Christ. Christ, what name is that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I struggle with these independent names. It, I know. It, it always, it always, I think it's Christ. I'm just going to say Dave Chris defeated David Starr. You always get them too because I know if I get – like when I read it, I say Christ and I'm like, that's not it. Yeah, because it's – yeah, I don't know. And I feel, yeah. and I feel bad yeah, pronouncing no names wrong. It's, it's, just, it's no disrespect to the wrestlers or the roster. We just are not familiar. Yeah, and like the – I guess like as of late, the name that really gets me where I'm like, I really wish I knew – I guess I can like try way? and – no. That just always happens because of Gulak, but <laughs> the, name, Gulak the, name, the name that I don't know how to pronounce is, the, is Fred Yehi? Yehi? I, I don't, I don't know. Yehi? I have no clue. It's Y-E-H-I. Yeah, I think Yehi. I don't know. But talking about the Galloway and the Gulaks, the amazing Gulaks defeated Alexander James and Steve Scott. 
Yeah, and then they had there was an I Quit match. Alex Cologne defeated the Preacher. Yes, Joe Gacy picked up the victory over Greg Excellent. And Joey Janela defeated Chris Dickinson. Jonathan Grisham defeated Devin Moore by countdown. Yeah, uh, Jade teamed up with Nate Carter to defeat EYFBO, Nation of Intoxication, and Scarlet and Graves in a fatal, not a fatal four-way, but a four-way tag team match. You had the CZW World Heavyweight title online. Matt Tremont picked up the victory over Danny Havoc by DQ. Yeah, and then the CZW Tag Team Championships were on the line. The Hit Squad picked up the victory against Hashtag TV Ready, becoming the new Tag Team Champions of CZW. Yeah, some upcoming independent news. I guess it's not really uh, well, independent. Not, yeah, it's, not really independent. Uh, starting on the 21st of May, ending on the 7th of June. Uh, best of the Super Juniors tournament begins. Block A will have Bushi David Finley replacing Matt Jackson, who's injured. Guido Kashida, Kyle O'Reilly, Matt Seidel replacing SJT. No, he's making his debut. Oh, making his debut. Rocky Romero and Kiguchi. For the Super Junior tournament. Gotcha. And then Block B is going to have Beretta, Bobby Fish, Chase Owens, who is replacing Nick Jackson, also injured. What happened with them? Any clue? Uh, I think one was back, one was knee. Jushin Liger is also in it. Uh, Ricochet, Tiger Mask 4. Volador Jr., who will be making his Super Junior Heavyweight Tournament uh, debut, as well as Will Ospreay making his Super Junior debut. Yeah, always fun to check out. Yeah, so there's going to be, I mean, we'll update you next week, I'm sure, with what went down. There's going to be uh, four events, I think, by the time we record next week. Yeah, they do them very rapid fire. Yeah. it's They just really plow them on out there. And they have a bunch of tag team matches as well. Yeah. So it'll be fun. In between, they do those. Yeah. Um, let's go to some outside the ring news. Emma, she had a ruptured disc that requires surgery in her uh, spine. Uh, she had this surgery this week, and she is now currently recovering. There's no uh, no timetable as to when she'll be back, but with a ruptured disc, what do you what are your knowledge of this? What's your knowledge of this? It's, it's going to take a long time. Hopefully, we wish her a speedy recovery, though. And hopefully, she'll be back in uh, shape and make a full recovery to become Divas Champion. Well, Women's Champion. Women's Champion. Women's Champion. Yeah. Uh, On this place, on this week's NXT, uh, Blake Murphy and Alexa Bliss, I guess, split up. Um, Austin Aries and Nakamura defeated them. And... There's rumors going around saying the reason why that they split up is because Murphy went on uh, had knee surgery. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, WWE had tryouts at the Performance Center this week, including some NFL players, CFL MMA dude, a chick, and from the 2015 season of oh, a chick from the 2015 season of Tough Enough, a few amateur wrestlers, and a, a bunch of others. Uh, no real, uh, no indie wrestlers at the current time were announced or... Well, no, there were indie wrestlers. I, I don't, I just don't recognize the names of them. All right. 
That's yeah. Maybe some other people out there may recognize them. If you recognize them, shoot us a tweet or leave a comment on this uh, show. Yeah, I know one of them was trained by uh, Brian Kendrick. There you go. Yeah, but you guys, uh, you guys remember how to leave comments, right? <laughs> Is anybody listening? <laughs> but uh, speaking of, I think list- you made that com- that comment like for the past six weeks. But yes, probably yes. But uh, speaking of listening, watching, John Cena has been tapped. You can't see him. Yeah, John Cena has been tapped to host the ESPY Awards this year on uh, July the 13th. Which Very is, interesting. It's a, it's a pretty big thing for John Cena be, to be hosting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Because that means they recognize WWE as being legitimately legit. There. So Very that's, cool. That's really it's good for the wrestling business. Oh, without a doubt, and he's going to be great doing it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. John Cena is going to do great. Yeah, uh, something else that's great. Mattel they actually made a Drax Shadow action figure. Uh, some people may remember Elijah Manville as he is a child who was battling stage four cancer and was made into a huge deal with the help of Stardust and Stephen Amell. He signed a contract back in August after Raw was over with the Authority and Stardust. Um, yeah. and very it's, awesome. It's a one-out-of-one one figure, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, very, very awesome. And it's great to see WWE and all of the wrestlers and everything, everybody involved going out of their way and really doing some awesome stuff to make a difference in someone's life. Yeah. Um, they announced, well, Triple H announced dates for the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, the tournament, they're going to be taking place on June 23rd, July 14th, August 26th, and September 14th. Um, I, like, I would, I, how many, do they, I don't recall if they announced how many people are even in this. I don't recall. Like, that's, like, over four months. Yeah, I mean, that could just be two matches per event. Yeah, which is weird. I don't know why they would do it in such a, like, long, drawn-out period of time like that. Like, why not do it like PWG would do? Like a three-day type of weekend? I don't know. Maybe it's just to get different uh, locations involved. I mean, this way, I don't know if they're going to all film this in the same uh, full sale. I would have assumed it would have all been done at full sale. I mean... I don't know. I would think that they may be different full sale, but also maybe it's a way to draw people into full sale if it's just there. Um, it also depends on the format of whatever they choose to do with this TV show-wise. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, someone involved in this, Zack Sabre Jr., his forearm was sliced open during a match against Big Daddy Walter at WXW. He went flying into a ring post, received five stitches after the match. Uh, after the match was called off, and he will be back in time and fully recovered for this Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. So awesome. That would be a huge loss for WWE if he was not involved. I think it would be a huge loss for Zack Sabre Jr. if he wasn't involved. Oh, I agree with that as well. Uh, yeah. But it's time to say goodbye to, to Hollywood. To Mikey Nichols. You know, Billy Joel's been performing that as of late on his set list. And I'm like, I, like that was... Probably one of the last two songs that I really want to hear. That that and and she's got away. I was just telling Brad that I wanted to go see him. Yeah, 
Well, Ooh. hey, man, I got two two tickets that I got to The Paradise? No. Oh. I got No, I still have two tickets for M, from MSG. I got to pay the top dollar price, but I get two of the best seats in the house, apparently. Oh, yeah, I remember you told me that. Yeah. All right. We'll, really... we'll converse. <laughs> yeah, but... Yes, Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste are no longer Mikey Nichols, Shane Haste, or the Mighty Don't Kneel, TMDK. Uh, they're now going to be going by Nick Miller and Shane Thorne, and collectively they'll be called TM61. They had a uh, Facebook Live thing with uh, Corey Graves and and Tom Phillips, Todd Phillips. I still don't know your name, bro, uh, uh-huh. although I do think you're you're good. That's why you still have your job, and Rich Brennan does not. <laughs> but And apparently they released another announcer who I've literally never heard of. Interesting. I, I've never heard of the person, but apparently he's been doing, like, announcing as well as, like, backstage stuff for NXT. I just don't recall him. No, right. But, uh, yeah, so they did that Facebook Live, and uh, that's their that's going to be their new names. Very cool. I'm not I'm not such a big fan of Nick Miller just because of the fact that I watched New Girl and that's the the guy's name on the show. I wonder if that's a coincidence. It probably. I mean, Miller. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what Miller probably is. is. The uh, also John Cena is going to be returning May 30th, so very soon. But Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, and Bray Wyatt should be returning very soon as well. Vince McMahon said last week that there's going to be a about 13 call-ups from NXT happening very soon. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the format, well, the, the the plan of the main roster is going to be changing. Especially since, like, there's a lot of people, like, not being used now that should be being used. Uh, name three. Name three? Yeah. Well, I mean, Paige just wrestled on SmackDown, but she's not, like, it's not co- constantly... A thing of her. Yeah. Sasha Banks, where the heck did she go? Right? Maybe they're saving her for SummerSlam? I have no idea. I uh, could only assume. But she's disappeared. Um, who else? Apollo Crews? Where, where is he? He doesn't exist. Yeah. They saw finally what we were seeing. Stardust doesn't exist. Uh, unfortunately. For the most part. There's, ton- there's tons of people. Yeah, and then think about the like when I don't know when uh, Neville ret- when he's supposed to return, but even so, it, I really I don't need Randy Orton to return. It's been like the best year or whatever since he broke his shoulder, pulled his shoulder, taking the garbage out. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I just I don't, especially with thirteen more people being added on. The, I don't know. Then there's rumors that like that's even more. More so that signs are pointing to a bland, uh, brand split. Uh huh. I don't know what I, like, and then I, how would that even work if they have two champions or is it just one champion? Yeah, I have no clue. No clue what they would be playing with that. Yeah, but uh, that was outside the ring news. Moving on to NXT. This past week's NXT, uh, we spoke about it earlier. Uh, Austin Aries and Nakamura teamed up to defeat Blake and Murphy. And after after uh, Alexa Bliss left them, Blake ended up also leaving. Yeah, so about time that they broke up, though. Yeah, but I, I, don't I never. See, well, I don't know what why they would. I don't know. Well, you mentioned before about the potential injury. Even still, I don't see the point. 
Like, what is the? Why would you split up a tag team? Like, where where would they go from there? That's yeah, like, I, I that's, can't see them as singles because that's gonna really suck. Because I, I was a fan of Blake and Murphy. Yeah, but you split them up. Does that leave them to go down the same path that the Legionnaires went? I like the Legionnaires, and now look at them. They're they're yeah. gone. They went as soon as their storyline ended. They literally just nothing happened with them, and now yeah. they're both in in TNA. Yeah. I, uh, I they also, they sh- yeah, they also showed footage of Samoa Joe and Balor fighting uh, at an NXT live event. Regal then announced that at NXT TakeOver, it's going to be the first ever steel cage match. Yeah, a- another uh, Facebook live announcement that took place earlier. Yeah. Uh, another announcement that he did was that the American Alpha was going to defend their titles at the NXT TakeOver. Against the revival, yeah, and uh, then in the main event of NXT this week, Nia Jax picked up the victory against Bailey. Absolutely, at the end of the match, dominated her. Um, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like the fact that Bailey is just she, like she lost the championship and then nothing came of it. She yeah, just, she's just been floating. Yeah, but I mean, what have they been doing with Asuka, too? Same, I feel same like I thing. I feel like I haven't seen her in months, even though I yeah, just saw her. Yeah, I feel like her, I haven't seen her in a bit. I, I just saw her the other week, I think. I think it was like last week's episode that she wrestled. Uh, I don't even like, know. But it's like, there's, I feel like they did a, a, a poor job at handling Bailey and Asuka. Yeah. But more so Bailey, just because how how over she was. Yeah. And how it just led to, she just... Here's Bailey just floating around, floating around. Maybe, yeah. maybe they'll save her debut on the main roster for SummerSlam again. Maybe, but hopefully, it's very possible. Hopefully, something big will be happening with that. Yeah. But that was NXT talk. Now we will uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on. Marking Out. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. If you're somehow joining us in the middle of this episode, or in the beginning of this episode, wherever this was, how many ever minutes we're in on this, it's episode 276. Yeah, so good job to us. Uh, yeah, make sure you listen to all of our past episodes, subscribe, and all of that fun stuff. Buy t-shirts. Yeah. So, let's kick it off, sports entertainment, with some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Yeah, Monday Night Raw opened up. AJ Styles talking about the club, and, uh, how nobody, basically nobody believes him that He's not having Gals and Anderson help him out. That Wait, do, you, do you believe him? I mean, from a standpoint of me watching it on TV, it looks like that he's definitely in cahoots with them. However, me sitting here doing a pro wrestling podcast, online listening experience, I still have to think that Roman Reigns is, is pulling the strings. I yeah. I don't know when. The more... The more... Times that you say it, the more I buy into it. Yeah, so hopefully that does happen. But uh, Roman Reigns ended up coming out and basically said that AJ's been champion in a lot of places, but 
Never in WWE, and that's the one that counts. Yeah, well, um, it's not lying. Yeah, then Gallows and Anderson's music hit, and the Usos sprung out of nowhere into the ring, and AJ Styles went to attack Roman Reigns, but Reigns knocked him out of the ring. Yeah. And then Guns and Gallows held him back. And next up, you had Cesaro take on Sami Zayn, but it was a no contest. Yeah, Kevin Owens, Miz, and Maurice were on commentary for this. Um, Kevin Owens, at that point, at one point, said that he didn't care about this match and got up to walk away. But he ended up attacking Miz, and he went to walk off with the Intercontinental Championship. Miz attacked him again, or not again, but retaliated. Yeah, got his revenge. Which spilled into the ring, leading to Cesaro and uh, Sami Zayn joining in. Uh, leading to Shane McMahon coming out, making a tag team match. He goes, oh, you guys, you want to fight? Cesaro, you could team up with Sami Zayn to take on Miz and Kevin Owens. And then Stephanie came out and was like, Shane, I like that idea. However, I'm going to change it to Kevin Owens teaming with Sami Zayn to take on Cesaro and, uh, and, and Miz. Yeah, kind of that bedfellows match. Yeah. Which, uh, I, I mean, without them actually saying this was a strange Bedfellows match, by definition, I believe it was just that. Yeah. Uh, so, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn actually picked up the victory against Miz and Cesaro. Um, I think the match, first of all, it was awesome by itself because, we again, we got to see Sami Zayn versus Cesaro. And we got to see Sami Zayn tag with Kevin Owens... Which, when was the last time that happened? I don't even remember. It was like years ago. Yeah, before Kevin Owens turned on Sami Zayn. Yeah. Is that chair shot heard around the uh, the world? Something like that. At least the independence. <laughs> Next up, you <laughs> but, had the wait, shot. Wait, 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 I was going to say that I, I liked in this match that Miz and, and Kevin Owens kept tagging themselves in. Without without their partner's consent, I guess you would say. Uh-huh. But uh, I did not like Sami Zayn using cheap tactics during it. Like when uh, Miz went to Irish whip him into the corner, he just knocked Cesaro off the apron. Like that doesn't fit his character in my opinion. But when Kevin Owens gets tagged in or tags himself in and does that exact same thing and knocks Cesaro off, that fits his character. But I guess they still want to keep a little bit of tension between Zayn and Cesaro. Especially yeah. with the pay-per-view upcoming, you still want a little bit of tension there, so it's not completely like uh, tag teams or anything like that. Yeah, and uh, they definitely they definitely did a good job at keeping tension between Miz and Cesaro because Miz hit a blind tag into the ring, and Cesaro, Miz went to go hit the giant swing. Or no, Miz tossed Cesaro out of the ring so he could do the giant swing. And, yeah. then, and then that led to probably my favorite part of the match. Cesaro got back into the ring and hit Miz with Skull Crush and Finale. It, that was very good. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had the Shining Stars pick the victor over two, uh, two jobbers. Yeah, making their uh, debut or re-debut, I guess you would say. Primo okay. and Epico. Very impressive. I was a fan of their movesets. Uh, you know what? It's funny. I have a whole thing where I did not like their moveset. Okay. They picked up, well, not their full moveset, but uh, they ended up, they faced Brian Kennedy and Scott Jackson, who um, 
we we've seen a few times in NXT. Um, it's it's John Schuyler and Corey Hollis. Yeah. From the Independence, but um, I don't. First off, with that, I don't think facing jobbers is the right way to go with that. I'm fine with that. But I guess like that seems what they're. That's what seems like they're going to be doing. But yeah. Uh, I, I am as far as their moveset, I, I like the fact that Epico kept his I don't know what it's called, but he does like the, the backdrop, um German suplex and I don't know what the third move is it a regular suplex, I think. Whatever he uh, does. But uh their tag team finisher, man, I they definitely had as Los Matadores with the El Picador, I think was such a better double team move. Even when they were Primo and Epico back in 2008, 2009 or whatever, when uh, they both did like the double backstabbers, uh-huh. I think this finisher now is just too much like the Fall of Man that, that the Ascension does. But uh, And I think it's dumb that it's also called the Shining Star. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. But, yeah, so I'm looking forward to hopefully them not being DLC in 2K17 and maybe being on the disc because they they 2K had to have known this was coming. Yeah. I wouldn't be if uh opposed of Los Matadores also being in 2K17, although I doubt that. So but uh up next after this, Dean Ambrose was out in the ring and basically called out Chris Jericho. Uh it was a long promo ending with Dean Ambrose introducing the Asylum match. Um, I don't get it. It's a cage with weapons above the ring. It's interesting. Dean Ambrose was like, there's no escape. But clearly there's no roof, so there is escape. Yeah, you can get out of that. And I think it's stupid for Dean Ambrose to introduce this match and not even tell Chris Jericho how to win it. Nobody knew how to win this. WWE.com had to... Yeah, you have to make sure you state how to win the match when you're introducing it. Especially when you say there's no escape. And it's an open-ended, like an open-air cage. Like, why wouldn't they just put a roof on it and, and hang the weapons everywhere? Like like the um, December to Dismember yeah. pay-per-view that nobody likes to talk about with the Elimination Chamber that that took place. But... I don't know. I just I think it's stupid. But WWE.com posted a thing saying that it's a uh, pinfall or submission match. But I will definitely be ranting on that later when we get to a certain other submission match. I'm sure you will be. Yeah. But it's something not to rant on, in no, my definitely opinion. definitely still something to rant on. Okay. Go on. Is not what I was looking at, but Dana Brooke picked the <laughs> victory over Becky Lynch. Yeah, so... Um, so right away. Dana made her main roster debut on SmackDown last week against Becky Lynch. Um, we didn't speak about it on the show because we recorded on Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not sure. But I think Wednesday. I was not impressed with that match. And I was not impressed with this match. Um, I have a feeling you're not going to be impressed with her... SmackDown match either. SmackDown, I kind of was, but not. Oh, not okay. Be, it's not because of her at all. But uh, of course. Well, nah. You see, that's the thing. I like. I don't want to. I don't want to like completely crap all over her. 
because she does these moves here and there that I like, like the the handstand choke, foot choke to the corner. Uh-huh. But I just don't like. For the most part, I don't understand it. Like backstage before the match started, they showed her. <laughs> you good, bro? Yeah, I dropped my book. They showed her walking backstage, and she was like, she she was laughing, but it was like such like a fake sounding laughter, as if they probably they probably pointed to her to like make her start laughing. Mm-hmm. Which she then joined a group of guys who were also laughing, and she told the dude not to talk to her when he tried to explain like, oh, I could I could tell you what's funny, and she goes, don't talk to me, but if you worked out and wore different clothes then you'd be the first person I'd call. Like, oh. what? Like, what is... Okay. The, like, did she just hit on the employee backstage? For what reason? What I don't understand. What, what did that do? What did that mean? I don't get it. Was it to show that she's not good at talking? Maybe. I don't get it. And I honestly, I think the only good part about her being on Raw was the fact that we got to hear her theme song. Because that got a shout-out one time, and I still enjoy that theme song. Yeah, it's very weird. But after that match took place, they aired the same exact promo with Darren Young and Bob Backlund from SmackDown last week. Boo. Um, Which now, this week, I'm going to say I'm glad this wasn't Sandow. Although I do think Damian Sandow would have done this a whole lot better, but it's such a weak promo, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't... Especially... Darren Young, when was Darren Young even great? He was nothing more than a low mid-carder who just happened to win the tag team titles once. Yeah. His whole gimmick in the... It was basically... The whole reason why Darren Young was great ever was his hair. And that... that then he, he lost it. I thought it was because he looked like John Cena. I don't, don't think it was because he looked like John Cena. I would, I would say more because he had that troll doll style hair. But, it could be that too. And this is, it's not a knock to Bob Backlund at all. I would, uh, I would much rather see him make Bob Backlund great again. Have Bob Backlund come onto the main roster and wrestle. No, I'm good. I would much rather see him wrestle than Darren Young. Have him go, dude, I, don't, I mean, you're going to obviously disagree, obviously. But uh, I think Bob Backlund would have, he would have done awesome stuff with NXT. If you put Bob Backlund, like current day Bob Backlund in NXT and help, like have him help out the younger generation. I don't know where his mind is. I definitely don't know where his mind is. Having had seen him at the WWE Hall of Fame, just running through the stands. Yeah. That was crazy. But, uh, I don't think I, if you, I'm sure if you told Bob Backlund, be like, Hey, you're here for this. Don't do this. He would listen. Especially, especially if you were like Vince McMahon or, or WWE in that position. Yeah. I don't, I, I think he would go do NXT and, and make people of this generation. He's from such a different generation and he's literally been through so many different time periods of professional wrestling. I was actually a big fan of his feud with Bret Hart. Uh, yeah. And even before that, he, he wrestled like even the youngest career. The youngest parts of his career in Madison Square Garden and stuff like that, it's just, I don't know. And I, always, I always found him interesting as a kid because he would be the only wrestler to come out without a theme song. Yeah. And then, I mean, when I first when I first started watching wrestling, he wasn't there at all. But then 
he came back to WWE with Kurt Angle and did that whole thing. Yeah. And, and got Kurt Angle over. So I think that that's something that would have been beneficial to NXT rather than Darren Young, who, what has he done? Yeah. Not that much. Uh, next up, you had Shane and Stephanie. Yeah, they were backstage talking. And the Dudley boys interrupted them, saying, like, you guys keep talking about the new era. We want to show you what the guys of the Attitude Era can do. We could still go. And they were like, just give us two local jobbers from, from North Carolina, which the internet blew up, thought maybe the Hardy boys are about to come back. There you go. <laughs> but uh, Shane was like, you know what? Uh, you could take take on Big Cass. One of you. Decide. Decide which one of you. So that was set up. Dudley Boys, one of them versus Big Cass. Yeah, for later on in the night. Yeah. Uh, after that, we saw Breezango defeating the Golden Truth, finally making their TV debut, their actual debut after... Months of just, are they, will they, won't they? Yeah, a lot of speculation with what was going on there. And then R-Truth, the match ended because R-Truth accidentally hit Goldust. And Breeze pinned him. Yeah, and kicked then, him right in the face. Yeah, and then backstage, Goldust was like, this is exactly why I didn't want to tag up. And R-Truth was like, man, this is just the first night. Things are, things will change. Yeah. Which, which led to Breezango walking in and uh, being like, Hey, man, we're the new era, and you guys are more like the Golden Girls rather than the Golden Truth, which, yeah, I mean, I, for one, like the Golden Girls, but... I never got into it. Really? Yeah. It was a good show. Yeah. And I liked right. it even more so because you can go... You used to be able to go to Disney World, and they would do, like, the back lot tours... Uh-huh. And the Golden Girls' house was part of of the backlot tour, like the outside of the Golden Girls' house. But Very interesting. But that's no longer a such tour. I think they replaced it with uh, with a. I don't know what what they put over there. I don't know. They're getting they're making room for tons of of stuff. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Next up, you had an amazing promo from New Day. And uh, their traveling uh, device. Yeah, New Day. New Day had a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> Which, hilarious. They went in, and uh, all of a sudden, Kofi Kingston's SOS theme song hit. Hilarious. Came out, did the boom, boom, spoke Jamaican, or spoke in a Jamaican accent, I should say. Because, I mean, well, you could say spoke Jamaican, but yeah. he wasn't speaking like Patois or anything. But, uh,. He was new. New Day was trying to pull him back in. And he goes, "No, no, come on, leave me here. 2009 is my best year." <laughs> that was just funny. And I mean, if you listen to us, we must sound like broken records at this point. But Kofi Kingston, we've said it over and over again. Definitely in 2009 should have been WWE champion. I agree. And uh, but the segment ended. They were going back in the time machine and bought villains. They attacked the three of them. Well, let's not forget that they came. They were going back to the vaudevillian oh, era. Yeah, right. They ended up going to the bygone era. Yeah, and that's when the vaudevillians walked in. Yeah, uh, they had old school bootios. It was just a hilarious segment. I wonder. Uh, I wonder, like, if they write write it themselves, or if a WWE writer writes it, or if they come up with come up with it with the WWE writer. 
Uh-huh. I, would I don't know. Of, I would assume that they like pitch it themselves and then. Yeah, not too sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had the Usos pick up the victory over Guns and Gallows. You watched this match from how many feet up in the air? I don't know, over a thousand. A thousand feet in the air. Yeah. Um, I I feel like we've seen this so many times now. Yeah, I don't know what to what else to say about it. It's funny because like it used to feel, it used to be surreal, seeing Gallows and Anderson or even AJ Styles on WWE television, but we've just seen so much of Anderson and Gallows with the Usos and and AJ with Roman Reigns that it doesn't doesn't feel weird anymore. Yeah. But uh, Usos hit a bunch of super kicks and and hit an Uso splash to win, which basically led afterwards. After the match, AJ and Roman Reigns went to go stare each other down, but Gallows hit Roman Reigns from behind, and that led to the Usos attacking. Then Anderson brought a chair into the mix, didn't even use it, but it was um, AJ, uh, AJ Styles was left with it. Yeah, left with that moral uh, dilemma. Yeah. Well, do I use it or do I not? Which he picked it up, went to use it, but Roman Reigns hit an uppercut, leaving the chair to go flying, and then used the chair on him. Yeah. Which, again, Guns and Gallows both got, got into the ring, but they got hit with Superman punches. And that's when AJ Styles eventually got, got the chair and used it on Roman Reigns. Even uh, hitting the Styles Clash onto the chair. Leaving Roman Reigns knocked out. Yeah, it was very interesting to watch. It was fun. I'm happy that AJ Styles pulled out that Styles Clash. I still cringe whenever he does that finisher. I'm like, please don't duck your head. Yeah, I always say, oh, don't, don't pull your chin. Yeah, please, please, please do what you're not supposed to do. Because, um, because we're workers. Yeah, we know <laughs> better. Uh, next up, we had Big Cass pick up the victory over Devon. Uh, what did you think about this? Uh, the match was a minute long. What's to even think or say about it? Are you a fan? I, it was a minute long. I don't. I am not a fan of how, like, I feel like. Well, you just dismissed the Dudley Boys now, or at least Devon. You just dismissed them by this quick victory, and I get you did make Cass look strong though. But not really. I mean, we've seen this similar before. Yeah, but he was able to outsmart them a little bit in Devon going into Bubba and then him hitting him with that move. I don't know. I liked, I guess, yeah, but I like SmackDowns better. Uh-huh. But uh, up next, Alberto Del Rio picked up the victory against Kalisto, which... Um, I don't I don't understand why the League of Nations breaks up, but here they are inside of each other's feuds. Don't get it. Like it doesn't look like they're no longer together when you have Alberto Del Rio doing damage to Kalisto. Yeah. And and why again, why did it have to be Alberto Del Rio versus Kalisto for like the ninetieth time? I know. And, and, then, and then during the match they showed Sinkara watching it backstage. Only to get attacked by Rusev, leading to them fighting outside uh, or coming down the ramp and fighting. That was one hell of a takeout, though. I when Rusev was dragging him, I thought that looked pretty cool. Yeah, but I guess that was supposed to cause a distraction for Kalisto, even though he kept he just he just kept wrestling. 
Yeah. And then after the match was over, Rusev got in, locked the accolade on Kalisto, and wouldn't let go. No. Um... And then they actually announced on WWE.com that Kalisto was quote-unquote injured and wouldn't be able to compete on SmackDown. They didn't say anything about Extreme Rules, but that's where it's like it's like the blurred line aspect. Yeah. Like here they have announcing Emma out with a back injury. And then they have Kalisto out with an injury. Uh Uh-huh. But one is real, one is not. Yeah. But that was the main event of Monday Night Raw. And we are sorry, very sorry for what we're about to speak about. Yeah. The the last segment was the Women's Championship contract signing. The go-hope segment to your pay-per-view. It was, for me, last week's Raw was just like the Raw that wouldn't end. And again, this week seemed to just be that. It wouldn't end. Yeah. They they all they were all out in the ring. Shane and Stephanie, Ric Flair, Charlotte, Natalia. Um, the contract, they ended up flipping through it. it. It Not only did it say Ric Flair is banned for ringside, it said if he came out during the match, Charlotte would automatically lose the championship. Yeah, which they ended up catching uh, in the fine print. <laughs> yeah, um, lawyers over there, right? Yeah, but overall, this entire segment, I mean, it felt like it was just dragging so long. Well, and then they Wait, before we go on with the whole segment, let me reiterate what I said last week. And especially more so, I, I just said this, I'll, I'll get back to the Ambrose Asylum. If they were going to do a match like that, where they wanted Ric Flair to be truly banned from ringside... Why would they not just have a steel cage around the ring with submission rules on, and then go, and then go ahead and be like, "Here's our divas division. Here's our women's division. Look what they just did." Yeah. And then Ambrose, the Ambrose Asylum. I don't. That should never have existed. Uh uh-uh. uh The second leg of this feud stems from the fact that the Ambrose Asylum, the the then show was canceled or, or took over the highlight reel, which was canceled. And then the highlight reel again took over after the Ambrose asylum was canceled. So I've said it last week. I said it, I think weeks before too, it should have just been a street fight with both sets of Ambrose asylum and the highlight reel set up. That's that's right up there with the creativeness of WWE's trick or street fights. They have the, the Christmas themed miracle on 34th street. They, a lot of these things should have should just not happen. I don't even think they've the the miracle on thirty fourth streets. I don't even think they've ever even took taken place on a thirty fourth street. No, nope. they could have easily taken place on a thirty fourth street if they did it at Madison Square Garden because that's basically located on thirty fourth street. Yeah, but back to the actual match itself. That's I think they could have just done a street fight. It's extreme rules, so a street fight would have worked there. And, I agree. And they, although I guess Dolph Ziggler, I think Ziggler's in a street fight. No, he's in a yeah. no DQ match. Well, just in general, like this entire going back and forth was not good. Natalia, they gave her the mic, and I was just like, all right, let's see what you got. And then it was just like, ah. Oh. And then Charlotte got but, on the mic, and it was just like, what? Well, I know. Yeah, Please. but but Ric Flair ended up getting pissed at the stipulation. 
And he wouldn't calm down. He, like, got into fighting stance right in Shane McMahon's face. And Shane's like, listen, Flair, like, I like I respect you. You've bled your blood all over this town, up and down of North Carolina, blah, blah, blah. And Stephanie's like, you know what? Screw him. I don't care about Ric Flair. Slap the hell out of him. Yeah. And Charlotte ended up... I thought that should have been, like, an instant reaction from Charlotte. Nope, she, it she, went out, she went out over to the corner to like check on Flair or whatever, but then she and the entire time she was like down talk, downplaying her dad. She's like, yeah, she was like, shut stop, up, like stop. stop. This isn't about you, blah blah. Which it, it's right, it shouldn't be about him. But yeah, but I don't what? get the way that they're going about it. It's like, especially since you... that's the way they built it up. Is it's everything is always about Ric Flair. Yeah. So you can't tell me it's not about Ric Flair when Ric Flair's out there, and there's even a stipulation to make sure Ric Flair's not out out there in the match. Therefore, it's, again, all about Ric Flair. Will Ric Flair show up during this match? We don't know, but Ric Flair's Ric Flair, so it's about Ric Flair. So Charlotte ended up, she got pissed and went to go after go after uh, Stephanie McMahon, but uh, she ran into a sharpshooter by Natalia. Yeah. And, uh, uh, of course. And that was that. And she, then Charlotte. She tapped. She tapped. No, she tapped, and, and she uh, made an attempt to sell. Soon as she was let out of the sharpshooter, though, went back to walking normal. Not even selling the fact yeah. that she just tapped out. The good old Charlotte sell. Again. I don't get it. Again. Yep. It's stupid. Moving on to SmackDown, though. Uh, it opened up. Kevin Owens picked up the victory against Cesaro. You had Miz, Maurice, and Sami Zayn on commentary, although... Maurice, I don't even remember hearing her speak. Um, but at, at one point, Kevin Owens hit Sami Zayn, and then Cesaro pushed Miz. So Miz got on the ring apron, and Kevin Owens tried to take advantage of that with a super kick, but Sami Zayn kicked, uh, not Sami Zayn, uh, Cesaro kicked out of that. And then Sami Zayn got in the ring, and Cesaro hit him leading to Kevin Owens rolling up Cesaro to win. Again, no. again, that's, to me, not of character of Sami Zayn. Agreed. But uh, after... But I still get it. Yeah, I do too. But uh, after Cesaro lost there, um, he he ended up hitting Miz, which led to Sami Zayn, and, and uh, Sami Zayn hit Cesaro with the Huluva kick, and then Miz hit the skull-crushing finale to kind of... I mean, not to be on top, but like... Yeah, top-ish. But. So. Uh, next up, you had Dana Brooke pick up the victory over Paige. Yeah, Becky Lynch was on commentary here. But yeah. I, I think it's like, first of all, is it a bit absurd that they're still trying to sell a black eye from WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, that is a little bit. Uh... Like, she clearly she doesn't have a black eye, but they keep doing the eye rake thing. And, and speaking about how she had a black eye. Yeah, you shouldn't do that anymore. How long does it take a black eye to, to typically recover? A week. A few days. Which it was. Yeah. And they just keep going on this. But I think it's also a shame the fact that Dana Brooke is undefeated on the main roster. Especially since she has a victory over, two victories over, over Becky Lynch and one victory over Paige. Yep. Um, but this match wasn't terrible. No, not terrible. You could actually make it through. Yeah, but which uh, I mean that doesn't. I don't want to. That makes it kind of sound like 
it was Becky Lynch's fault, but by no means, no, it was not Becky Lynch's fault. Yeah, next up, yeah, Dolph Ziggler picking the victory over Sheamus. Um, standard, yeah. standard match between the two. Nothing, nothing really to know about it. I mean, Sheamus, like, Sheamus at one point though hit uh, like a twisting vertical suplex slam. I don't know what to uh-huh. call it. I, I, I don't even remember if I've ever seen Sheamus do that before. But uh, I like, there's no way it would have turned into like the to Scott Steiner's screwdriver. Uh-huh. Because that's a, a like a, a pile driver, but it was like the same exact setup. That's yeah, which I thought was I pretty cool. It. But uh, afterwards, Baron Corbin came out and cut a, a really weak promo about Extreme Rules and said he's going to hurt Dolph Ziggler. I feel like needs more, more needs more on the mic and yeah. This to me, this just like seems like it's setting up for Dolph Ziggler to to beat Baron Corbin. Agree. I just, I don't get it. Uh-huh. Um, after that, you had Chris Jericho cutting a promo about Dean Ambrose and the asylum, um, which they then set the asylum up, and Dean Ambrose ended up being disguised as one of the ring crew guys, and uh, Jericho was just posing there, had no clue Ambrose was in the ring. Boom. Ambrose attacked him, went up, got a kendo stick, and... Eventually, Chris Jericho got out, got got out of the door and escaped. So, just that right there in that segment proves that there is escape. Yep. Hypocrites. Not, not hypocrites, but liars. Just bad. Just dumb. I yeah. don't understand. It's just like I don't know. And WWE, uh, WWE had to say that it's WWE's version of the Asylum match because, spoiler alert, DNA has an Asylum match. Yeah. Which just happens to be a cage with a curved roof to the top, but that's which I guess is also is that also like their lethal lockdown match? Uh I don't recall. I think no. Because I think it's kind that, of similar to that the asylum Raven is that, match too, I think. It's it's kind of similar to what? That Raven match, right? Where they had all the weapons in the ring, like uh attached to the steel cage. I don't know. I feel like Raven. all the gimmick matches combine at some point. Yeah, I don't know. The clockwork match or whatever it was called. Yeah, the clockwork orange match. I don't recall. It might have been the same cage. I know the, the asylum, the, the steel asylum match was the red cage. That that guy, I forget which one. He almost got hurt on. I don't know. But I just, yeah, that's my stance about the cage. There you go. But up, up next, they had a tag team match. Big Cass teamed up with New Day. New Day. To pick up the victory and defeat the Vaude Villains and the Dudley Boys. Who didn't see that coming? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, again, I have to give props where props are due. I like when uh, when Biggie Langston launches Kofi Kingston to the outside. I think that's such a cool, like... Yeah. Just like he just like launches him over the top rope and it's awesome. It's cool to see. But in this match, uh this is why I like this match better than what happened on Raw. Because the Dudley boys went to go hit the three D and Cass literally moved they they threw him against the rope and he hit one of the sickest big boots to Devon. And then he hit the uh East River crossing and an Empire elbow to Bubba Ray to win the match. But I thought that was so so much better than than Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm I'm definitely excited with what they're doing with Casso. But it's un- unfortunately, the reasoning. But yeah, 
But I have to say, I don't understand the ending of this match to correlate with a good lead-in. Like, how does this mean Vaudevillains versus New Day for the title? Yeah. It was Cass and, and Dudley Boys to, to end the match. Yeah. I still don't get that entire thing about declaring them winners. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I don't either, but I feel like they would have been the winners anyway. I, yeah. I, I still I, think that could, there's no way they were going to do New Day versus Enzo and Cass. I thought they were. I did not think that. I would be interested to see those mic skills against each other. Enzo and Cass? Yeah, with um, New Day. Yeah. I mean, we saw a little preview of it, but not not a giant preview. Yeah. But the main event of SmackDown took place was Roman Reigns defeating Luke Gallows by disqualification. Um, at one point during the match, which I guess this should have been the disqualification, AJ Styles grabbed Roman Reigns' foot. But that led to one of the Usos running onto AJ, which then led to um, Anderson taking taking out that Uso, leading to Roman Reigns hitting AJ with a drive-by. And uh, then Anderson and Gallows went, got in the ring. Anderson got in the ring and uh, took took Roman Reigns out with the, the boot of doom. And then everyone beat up everyone. Overall, good way to end it. Yeah, and then good even 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 more so a good way to end it. I, 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 Facebook Live is phenomenal. They, they they went live. Well, I don't know. I guess it, maybe it wasn't a Facebook Live. It couldn't have been. Uh-huh. But uh, they, they had a, a, an on on-air segment, or an off-air segment, I mean, after SmackDown ended, of uh, everybody involved in this brawling backstage. All of them. Huge brawl. So I think, I think that was a, another good way that it just led right into Extreme Rules. That yeah. that was way better, which is so that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible that your that your big lead into a pay per view for your live show. It's a woman's contract signing. Which there's nothing wrong with that in, in I am not a fan of the of a contract signing close to raw anyways. Unless there's like some sort of a sparks or someone's going through a table. Yeah, this, which it was which, a slap. By the way, did you notice the table they had was just a little tiny circle, like, yeah. a, like a bar top table? I, yeah, I didn't get it. But I, maybe that should have closed SmackDown as opposed to I agree this match closing Raw. Yep, I agree. I was very surprised. Like once Raw went off with that, I was just like, "Wait, was that it?" Oh. I, I just like literally. I just I couldn't. I can't. Like it was just. It would just kept going on and on and on, just like last week. I even I tweeted out a picture of Charlie Horse, uh-huh. from uh, Lamb Chop's play along. All right. Do you not recall who Lamb Chop is? No, of course I do. <laughs> and then I, after Raw, sat listening to Lamb Chop's. That's funny. Entrance, entrance music, and outro music. And then went up, went to look up videos of Mallory Lewis, who is Shari Lewis's daughter, who continues to do lamb chop, and sounds just like. Oh, that's pretty cool! I didn't yeah. know that. I almost saw her once. Interesting. I almost she was performing at at at, uh, at Nassau Community College. Oh, that's cool. And I was like so close to going. I, my friend and I were going to go, and then I don't know why. Last minute, we we didn't. We ended up not going. It's one of my regrets, though. I really, oh, I think, dude. I would have been like, I, I would have marked out to meet Lamb Chop, which is I so, so stupid. But like, it's like 
because it's a puppet. It's a little plush yeah. puppet, but it would have been awesome to get a, uh, a picture with, with Lamb Chop. I mean, who knows if it's the original, though. Even still, just the fact yeah. that it's that it's like in that, like her mother, it, her mother was yeah. Lamb Chop and Charlie yeah. Horse. That's true. And uh, and I can't remember the dog's name right now. Uh, oh, I just almost had it too, but I, I don't remember. I don't know. But um, yeah. So I almost went to that. I know we have it here somewhere. Lamb Chop. You have Lamb Chop. No, we have the dog too. Really? Yeah. Damn. And we have the the other guy. Seriously, you got the full set? Yeah, we have all three of them. Oh man, I gotta look online to see if I can get <laughs> get some of those. Yeah, we have all three. Yeah. So, but that was one of my big my big regrets not seeing Mallory Lewis live doing yeah, doing their jump. And then you know another one of my big regrets not seeing was uh, uh, Tony Clifton was gonna be at a museum in New York City doing AKA like Andy Kaufman. Well, probably Zamuda, but. That would have been cool to see him. I'm like, hey, this is Tony Clifton. You're listening to Mark now. There you go. I wonder if he would have even done it. Probably not. But we have a pay-per-view this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, Extreme Rules taking place at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. That's Newark for people who are not from Newark, I guess. Uh, but... The pre-show match, kickoff show, no DQ match, Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin. I'm going Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I'm going with Dolph Ziggler too, Mr. Pre-show. There you go. Mr. Pre-show stopper. What else do we have? Oh, the pen's running out of ink. Hurry up. We have the Usos taking on the club, Doc Gallows, I mean Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson in a Tornado Tag Team match. Ooh. Uh, everybody fights... At at once, I'm going to say the club. I agree with you. I'm going with the club as well. Um, For the United States Championship, Kalisto will be taking on Rusev. I am going with Kalisto. There's no way that they're going to have Kalisto get beat off like that on Raw, announce that he can't wrestle on SmackDown because he's not cleared, and have him lose the championship. That would be so disappointing. I'm going to go with Rusev. That will be so disappointing. Yeah, I'm going with Rusev. I mean, he just picked up a victory. Uh, Delroy just picked up a victory over Kalisto. Yeah, which even I'm more go- so would make more sense for him to win. Yeah, I'm going with Rusev. My fingers are crossed right now for Kalisto. I'll be super disappointed. <laughs> of course, mine too, but still. Um, also, for the WWE Tag Team Championships, uh, New Day. Uh, we don't know which combination of the... Of the three, it'll be. Uh, or of the two, I guess. Yeah. But uh, they'll be taking on the Vaude Villains, the Challengers. I will be very disappointed here again if New Day does not pick up the victory. So I'm going to say New Day. Yep, I'm agreeing with you. I'm going to go with New Day picking up the victory and retaining those ta- uh, tag team titles. Yeah. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, a fatal four-way match. Um it's weird that like this and the United States Championships match are the only two non like stipulated matches. I mean, yeah, that the Intercontinentals a fatal four way, but for an Extreme Rules pay per view, you would have assumed maybe they'd get like a, another 
I don't know, some sort of stipulation. Yeah. But the champion right now is The Miz, uh, taking on Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro. Uh, champion does not have to be pinned here to win, uh, to lose. <laughs> so do you think that will play a factor? Do you think we'll have a new champ? I'm going with Miz. I... Like, even, even, like, after if Miz wins, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, I can't see where it would go further from that. My whole thing is I can see Sami Zayn winning, but at, like, SummerSlam. Yeah, Max something, rules. yeah, something big, like, like, maybe it starts setting it up in May at Prudential Center, but it's gonna end at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. You know what? I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens. I mean, considering he was just champion at WrestleMania. Yeah. This way it leads to Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn around SummerSlam. Ooh, dude, Ladder Wars. Yeah. Ooh. I'm gonna stick with The Miz for now, though. <laughs> all right <laughs> i'll just i mean i'll be wrong whatever who cares why not uh the asylum match the the, the quote-unquote debut of the asylum match you have dean ambrose taking on chris jericho uh quote-unquote there's no escape in the cage it's it's just pin or submission there's there's very interesting there's weapons like a Mitch, Mitch too. Son of a Mitch is what JBL I believe said. It's there's a kendo be... stick, a straight jacket, a fire extinguisher. So who are you picking? I'm. I'm gonna go with Y2J. I don't know how comfortable I feel about that pick, but I'm going with it. I don't know how comfortable I feel about this pick, but I'm going with Dean Ambrose. All right. It's like they're they're just it's nothing. Nothing's this feud is nothing's happening in this feud. Yeah. Uh, then I guess the second to last match that we have, we have a submission match for the WWE Women's Championship. Um, and again, if Ric Flair, uh, Ric Flair is banned from ringside, but if he shows up ringside, Charlotte will lose the, the title. What if if David Flair comes out and makes his big return? Good call. I don't know. I'm going Charlotte. I'm agreeing with you. I'm going with Charlotte as well. Apparently, I think I, I shall retain, and I think Sasha Banks will become the champion around SummerSlam. I don't know what the, Survivor Series. No, it would definitely have to be SummerSlam. But I don't know what the 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 record was previously. But according to somebody on Reddit, they posted that this is the eleventh consecutive pay per view match for Charlotte, meaning that's the most any woman has ever done in WWE. Huh. Something like that. Interesting. I, I don't know who had the previous record, but you never know. Uh, and then the main event for the WWE Championship in Extreme Rules match, Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles. Um, this is where I'm going to say Roman Reigns, and this is where the, the factoring of the club, my picking the club. I, I agree with you. I think that this is where the club is going to play, show their true colors. Well, or should I say that uh, Roman Reigns shows his true colors. But then what happens, like, how do the Usos just get dumped? Uh, you just let them get dumped. Hmm. You just let them get dumped. And then the Usos go, yo, Us, like, my bad, like, like, we know we've been attacking you week after week, AJ, but, like, 
Did you see what happened to Family. us? Maybe, yeah. maybe we could team up against your guys and, and my cousin. Yeah. But that is Extreme Rules Predictions. Um, Dave, shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Go follow John at Mr. John Faust. Also, go follow Eric at Montreal Broski. That is MTL Broski. Go check out first thing in the morning. I'm super We're, pumped. Super pumped for this week. I'm Apparently, Saturday's episode is my Aladdin episode, so that's awesome. There you go. Brandon wants his Aladdin, and he's going to be getting it. Uh, yeah, go support first thing in the morning. Go support Eric. Uh, he does, he does all the live playing, the horror games, everything you can think of, a lot of fun, entertaining, you got the love shack, and everything else, a lot of, a lot of fun over at, uh, first thing in the morning. Yeah, you can find it, uh, if you go onto YouTube, just type in F-T-I-T-M, and it'll come up. Yeah, also go check out Team Awesome 418, go check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. Amazing group over there that Lorenzo has, is running, and uh, we are always big supporters and uh, fans of theirs. Yeah. So go support. Hey, Brandon, it's your birthday. No, you always do that. Well, not always, but occasionally. <laughs> I, and it's literally never my birthday when you do that. Yeah, I know. But what I do also know is it's time for your shout out. Shalom, Jay Silver here, and you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show, Brandon Shaloms. Oh, I mean Brandon Shoutouts. First up, uh, first shoutout, I mentioned it before, uh, Facebook Live. Uh, if you haven't seen that, it's, it's basically, it's kind of like Periscope, but uh, on Facebook. And I, I think it's, I've, I've really enjoyed the stuff that WWE's been doing with it. I think it's really co- pretty cool that they just have like press conferences in the middle of the day and then uh the other night i watched um alexa bliss and nia Jax had like a q a that i just sat and watched uh-huh. and then they they had like even uh at wrestlemania when they did facebook live at, at access with triple h and uh stephanie mcmahon both having their own separate facebook lives walking around access and, and that's pretty cool and showing it off yeah it was, it was really cool i guess i'll have to check this out at some point yeah i mean you could even it's literally have you ever Use Periscope or no? Uh, maybe for five or ten seconds. See, so on Facebook right now, there's like a button you could click on Facebook Live or whatever. Yeah. And it shows like everybody who's broadcasting live. So you just go and check it out. But like sometimes WWE, they'll post it and everything. That's how I see it. Yeah. But uh, like I watched somebody, I watched the, the uh, is it the Electric Parade? Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but one of the parades at at Walt Disney World. I watched that the other night, very cool. And the fireworks, so it was pretty cool. So, check out Facebook Live. Um, Wigs for Kids gets the second shout out. What is it? Wigs for Kids. What is it? Uh, that's the place where I donated my hair to. Oh, awesome! Uh, Daniel Bryan also donated his hair to it. That's how I found out about Wigs for Kids. So uh, go to wigsforkids.org for more information if you'd uh, if you'd like to donate your hair. I thought you were saying w- wicks for kids. No, it's wicks. Like a candle wick, a wick of a candle? Yeah, no, W-I-G-S-F-O-R-K-I-D-S.org. There you go. Awesome stuff. Always nice to do a good deed. Yeah. 
And uh, WWE, sh WWE writers are going to get an anti-shout-out here. Uh, again, I mentioned it earlier, but where where's Apollo Crews? He, he only exists in Battle Royals on the main roster. And then Pretty main, much. main event in Superstars. And that's it. Like you show Shane McMahon, like, not, I mean, not really praising him, but st still, like, talking to him backstage, kind of like, hey, man, you're great. And then you show Stephanie McMahon on a pay-per-view talking to him and then just disappears off the face of television in singles competition. Yep, not important anymore. He needs an angle. He needs something to make him stand out. Other he needs than, a gimmick. Other than his moves. And, yeah, and they just, again, on Raw this week, they played, like, a video package for Apollo Crews. But they're yet nothing. In SmackDown, Raw, nothing. Yeah. So maybe, and that's another guy. I just Still, I'm not another guy. I said it before. Like with the with thirteen more people coming up, and with these people returning, it's getting overcrowded. Um, hopefully, I don't know. Maybe the brand split would be good. Yeah, with thirteen people coming up, I a brand split may be what they have to do. But I think SmackDown cannot be taped anymore. Which yeah, but that, I think SmackDown should be live. That would uh, yeah, I definitely think SmackDown should be live too, but. That would just make me not want to watch SmackDown. Really? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it makes me want to watch well, SmackDown I, if it's live. In some in some senses, yeah, it would make me want to watch SmackDown. But that's like that's two events per week that I quote like basically because I'm a wrestling fan can't miss. Yeah. And I don't want to like I don't I would like to miss events here and there. Like I'm already missing two Raws this this week, uh, this year, uh, yeah. this summer. I mean, <laughs> like if 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 SmackDown was live next week, I would be missing it. But I don't know. But moving on from my shoutouts, going to our moment of the week um i'll go you go i'll go or want me to go and then you go well i have two ish all right so you want to go then i'll go then you go yeah first first off i guess this is going to be an unmarked out moment of the week the very first of its kind um drake uh, i guess otherwise known as drizzy or aubrey i don't know <laughs> Or Jimmy Brooks. Uh, he hosted SNL this past Saturday. But the last skit of the show had him dressed up at a prom looking exactly like Hollywood Hogan. And I thought, I was like, oh my god. Like, I marked out. I was like, holy crap. Drake is playing <laughs> Hulk Hogan. For whatever reason, Drake is playing Hulk Hogan. And then they said whatever his name was, and I was like, "Oh, come on! He's literally just look looks just like Hollywood Hogan." And they said his name; it wasn't him. But it just like it got me even more so because they, he kept saying "brother." That's awesome. Yeah, that so, stuff. Come on. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, how's that not Hulk yeah. Hogan? Well, my markup moment was taking JetBlue and getting to watch Monday Night Raw on the airplane. It's always very convenient to be on the airplane during a pro wrestling event, especially when you need to pass the time. And I love 
flying and watching Monday Night Raw. That's always a big markout moment for me when I get the when I when I see that Raw is going to be uh, on during the flight. How many times has that happened to you? That like uh, I think three times. Huh. Yeah. I think the only time that it, it that it could have happened to me. I wonder. I don't know if I ever. I don't know. Maybe it could have happened when like SmackDown was on, but I don't remember. I remember listening to a radio show on on JetBlue once, a wrestling radio show, and listening to oh. them and just being like, "This is like this." They're like, "What are they saying? This isn't even yeah. good." But uh, the only other time that that I could recall that Monday Night Raw would have been on while I was flying home was WrestleMania twenty eight. And had I been able to fly from Fort Lauderdale instead of Orlando, I should have just taken a cab. Yeah. That was such a mistake flying home. I, I flew home, I think, American Airlines. Mm-hmm. And it's like, from then, like, I don't know how many times prior to that that I've flown, like, recently. Yeah. But there were enough that, like, I've only flown JetBlue since 1999, maybe. Yeah. Where the, like the, my very first flight was probably like Delta or American, yeah. So going on from JetBlue, luxurious, beautiful JetBlue, free drinks, free snacks, TV in every seat, radio, internet it's radio great. in every seat. To 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 going onto that airplane, flying home from WrestleMania weekend. It's great. In, actually, in I actually American Airlines, where like the TV, I almost hit my head on that giant screen in the middle of the the aisle. Yeah. Going down, I actually got one of the brand new ones. Beautiful, more it was a more touch, seat, big touch screen. Yeah, touch screen. The screen's bigger. Yeah. You, you sit. You sit. Uh, the seats are bigger. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, really. JetBlue's really looking up. Good job, JetBlue. They just have to fly to Orlando. Yeah. Although, I mean, you could fly. I, that's what I flew down. I flew down to Fort Lauderdale that time. I took yeah. a cab and then waited for you guys. Well, good job. Yeah. And then uh, my other mark out moment of the week, I popped uh, because they, they mentioned WrestleMania on the season finale of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and seriously, if, if nobody, I mean, if not nobody, if anyone listening to this is a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and you're not watching that, check it out. I have or, to, but I have to start from season one. Yeah, I was going to say, or if you checked out, like, the first episode and, like, oh, this isn't for me, check it out again because, it, it like, it got yeah. really good. I got to check it out. I have to get through Doctor Who first. I would throw that out. I've never no. seen that show and it doesn't I like make Doctor sense Who. To me. But, yeah, so they, they intertwine the movies into the show a bit and uh, – I've, I've been hooked since episode one, so cool. and, and just to have them re- mention WrestleMania, I popped for that. So of course, yeah. so that is our episode marking out two hundred and seventy six in the books. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to go on to that Twitter and go follow us at Marking Out. Go follow Brandon at BTTG one six one. Go follow me. Dave the Rave on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore M O. Go like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash marking out. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Make sure you go buy a few t shirts on that website. Also, go watch the YouTube channel, uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube.com slash marking out 11. If you would like to be a musical interlude or if you're a comedian and would like us to play your stuff, 
shoot us an email, markingout1 at gmail.com. Waiting for you, Weird Al. And <laughs> we, we wish, wish you, you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors.